You are listening to the Sojourn Church Podcast. If you have any questions or would like to view a video version of this message, please visit our website, sojournchurch.org. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. I do not like them on a boat. I do not like them with a goat. I do not like them on a train or in the dark or in the rain. I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. I'll tell you what else I do not like, calling good things bad and wrong things right. They've come and tried to destroy our structure, barging in with this cancel culture. With angry expressions, they were sent to come with us with their agenda. You know what else makes me see red? Attacking Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head or Speedy Gonzalez, or Pepe Le Pew, and the Bernstein Bears, to name a few. You can't say that, or you can't say this. Well, I've had enough, and I've made a list. Cancel culture has crossed a line, and I believe that it's past time for the body of Christ to take a stand, joined in unity all over the land. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. With cancel culture, I disagree that we can't say words like he or she. The Bible, for me, settled this issue. If this makes you mad, then grab a tissue. <clears throat> Male and female, God created them. And who are we to challenge him? He came to earth as a babe in the manger. To this kind of love, we were all strangers. See, Jesus came to save the lost, and he died upon that old rugged cross. Laid in that tomb for three whole days, the defeated foes were death, hell, and the grave. He arose with all power, dominion, and might. With the stone rolled away, he finished that fight. We can fight too. The church must stand up. Been silent too long, and I've had enough. The church at one time had abandoned her post, losing her freedom and the things we love most. This is a time where we take it all back. Yes, we'll stand up and get back on track. I started this poem with green eggs and ham, but it's really about the great I am. Let's pray. <clears throat> Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your amazing love, your goodness, and who you are. We know that you're good, and I'm asking you, Lord, to help me, Lord, this morning, to preach this, this message, not an angry black man, but Lord, just as a pastor who will want his congregation, his people, our people, Lord, to be able to stand up and take back the things, Lord, that you have given us. Lord, we want to get back to our posts. We thank you, Lord, that you are good, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Will you turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. Um, I wrote that poem in the last couple of weeks because I've seen and heard some things that disturbed me. Um, and uh, this, if you're one of those that you came and you thought, man, this is going to be an encouraging message. It is. But the truth is, is because of what he has done, therefore we stand and we fight. Um, there's, there's just some things that, um, we're, and again, we're standing up against this, this, this cancel culture that wants to cancel things that have been that, that is a part of our history, the part of who we are, the part of our makeup. 
And, and I mean, you know, the truth is, if you want to cancel something, cancel abortion. Um, cancel racism and child sex trafficking. If you want to cancel something, cancel COVID-19 or, or figure out how to cancel culture, I mean, cancel this cancel culture or cancel dementia or Alzheimer's or, or cancel, how about tofu? Let's get rid of that. Um, just get rid of, if you want to cancel some stuff, let's get rid of some of that stuff. But this cancel culture where we come against all the things that, that our genetic makeup. I played with Mr. Potato Head. Come on, somebody. Anybody to play with? I read Dr. Seuss poems as a kid. I mean, that's how I got my rapping abilities, how I can freestyle. Let me kick a freestyle for you real quick. No, I'm just kidding. But the truth is, is that as a church, we're at a place, it's a, it's a, it looks like it's a dangerous time, but I'm telling you what, we have the very spirit of God that lives in us, and the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us and quickens our mortal body so we can stand and fight. Now listen, here's what we're going to read here in just a minute. You've read this, but the truth is we are at war. Do you believe that? Now, if you're here, some, you know, one of the things that I love about um, the, the, some of the manuals and stuff that we teach in Free Indeed, uh, when Pastor Terry, he talks about the fact that there was a time where I was sitting in church, singing songs, listening to a message, and I didn't realize we were at war, and I was already a POW. We, people didn't even know that there was, there was a fight that was go that's going on, but I'm telling you, we are in the fight of our lives, people. We are in the fight. He's like, well, is it that bad? Mm, well, listen, this is the truth. Um, we've abandoned our posts long enough. It's time for us to stay get back to the place, the church, get back to the place where we're influencing society and society is not influencing us. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so I, man, I'm telling you what, I had enough. Me and my wife, we talked about this message for a long time. She goes, honey, you don't want to poke them in the eye, do you? I go, yeah, I do. Let me tell you why. The truth is, is that they've been able to say whatever they want to say and get away with it, and we just, the church has been quiet. And I'm being honest with you, it's time, do you remember back in the day when the world came to the church to get its ideas, to get influence? That's what happened. And some of you are like, I don't remember that. Well, they did. They came to the church to get ideas. We influenced the world because Jesus didn't die on the cross so that we can be thermostats and we can, we can be thermometers and just take the temperature of the world. We are thermostats. We change the culture. We change the atmosphere. We change things wherever we go. Why? Because the Spirit of God lives in us. Well, Moses said, I'm not getting off this mountain, Lord. I'm not moving unless your presence go before us. I can't. How else will they know that we are the people of God? How else are they going to know unless your presence go before us? Amen? And so that's, that's where I'm at this morning. Let's read the scriptures. And <clears throat> you've heard it before, but we're going we're gonna to read, read the scripture. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. Everybody say, Stand. Stand against the wiles of the devil. The, the word means schemes of the devil. How many know that the enemy has schemes? He does. He has schemes of the devil. For we do not. Here's the, here's the point, guys. This is, where, this is where I want you to hear it. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. We are not fighting against people. Amen. It's the spirit. I'm going to tell you, it's a spirit that's across the land. It's a spirit that's in this government. There's a spirit that's going on. And so we need to understand that. And so how do you fight that? How do you fight against spirit? And I'm going to tell you what spirit it is. I'm going to tell you, it's an antichrist coming against who Christ is and what he has done, coming against it. I mean, the, the truth is, is that, like I said, the Bible settled those issues. 
I mean, the fact that I'm, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to preach the word of God. We live by the word of God. We don't live by every, we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Either we're going to do that and live by his word, or we're going to shriek back and let them tell, let other people tell us how we're supposed to live. Now, it does seem like I'm doing an us against them type of deal, but the truth is, is that I'm trying to get us to a place where we stand up and we don't just sit quiet and let things just happen. I don't want to lose freedoms and things that I, that I love. Anybody else? I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to lose that. I don't, I love, God, God loves, he loves, I believe God, not only does he love his people, I believe God loves Texas. <clears throat> Do you guys believe God loves Texas? Mm, God bless Texas. Let me tell you a story that happened a couple of weeks ago. It's a true story. I was driving down the tollway, and uh, a lady was stopped, and she had a um, she had a flat tire. And two other gentlemen, she's a, she was an older lady. Two other gentlemen stopped by and helped her with her flat tire. We opened the trunk, and she leaned in, in leaned into her trunk to show us where the tire was, and I saw this older lady with a 10 millimeter strapped to her hip. <laughs> she said, son, you're gonna have to move those two cases. I go, what are those? She goes, one's an AR-15, the other one's a 300 wind mag. <laughs> True story. So I go, I go, yes ma'am. She goes, be careful with those. <laughs> only in Texas, only in Texas can you pull over and try to help somebody and see an older lady with a 10 millimeter on the side of her hip. Then I drove along, and I passed by the star. Dak Prescott got a deal, $160 million. Our quarterback, we hadn't won a Super Bowl in 25 years. Why is that? Mm, God bless Texas. <laughs> I drove on around because Texas is amazing, and Nebraska doesn't even want to sell furniture in Nebraska anymore. <laughs> they had to come to Texas. Why is that? Mm, say it with me. God bless Texas. Then I thought about the fact that George Strait wrote a song about all his exes live in Texas, and X marks a spot for revival to break out here in this state. You can drive 64 miles from here and be in Italy, drive 42 miles and be in Rome, Texas. We're the Lone Star State, but that star rolls o rolled over a town, and guess what? It's in Texas. Bethlehem, Texas is in here. Where else in the world can you live and have all four seasons in one week? <laughs> you want to know why? Mm, God bless Texas. That's right. Bluebell ice cream was invented in 1907 in Brenham, Texas, and was a download from the throne room of God <laughs> to Texas for you and me. You want to know why? Mm. God bless Texas. And I'm telling you what, we are prime time to be able to stand up and take back what the enemy has stolen from Texas. I believe there's a revival that is situated and stated for this land, for this city, for this region, and it's time for the church to realize that God is doing something great in our midst. Not only is he doing something great in our midst, he wants to use people like us. So therefore, therefore, we get back to the scriptures, therefore, it says standing, therefore, verse 14, stand, everybody say stand. stand. 
Stand, therefore, we've been on a series called Therefore, this is what we're to do. I told you about who we are and who God is and, and what he's created us to be, but now this is what we're to do. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Truth is not a thing, it's not a it, it's a person, his name is Jesus. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Now I'm gonna stop here just for a second because John 10, 10 says, the thief, the thief, the thief comes not only but for to steal, kill, and to, come on, say that with me. He comes to steal and to destroy. That's all he thinks about. That's, what, that's all he does to kill, come to steal your identity, come to, come to kill our families and to destroy everything that we love and, and everything that we stand for, everything that Christ has, has stood for, everything he died for. He's, that's what Satan does. I remember telling this to my youngest daughter, Braden, when she was little. I said, the devil, that devil don't like you. And she go, he don't like me. I go, no, he doesn't like you. She was thinking to herself, who doesn't like beautiful old little old me? <laughs> and I was telling her that because I was saying he doesn't, he doesn't fight fair. He doesn't fight fair, he doesn't. He, he does everything he can to take away everything that God has given us. And so I'm just telling you, you got to be at a place. God has put it in us at a time where you have got to be sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so yeah, I did, Pastor Chris, I turned off the news. There's more to it than turn off the news. There's pray, there's prayer. And we, somebody, some of you guys, I'm gonna be honest with you, I've heard some conversations where just where we we're, we're trying to come against uh, our president and vice president, that's not the case. The case is that we need to pray for them, that they have an encounter with the living God. We pray for cancel culture, that they would have an encounter with the living God. Black Lives Matter, Antifa, all of them, we're not fighting against people. We're standing up against these principalities, powers, uh, rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places that are trying to come over the land, that's trying to come over our city, come over our, our neighborhood. Our, do you hear what I'm telling you? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, um, Vanessa's like, what are you going to do with, what are you doing with this message? I'm trying to pick a fight. But the truth is, is the fight already been picked. The truth is, is that God has already, got, he's getting us ready. He's already, he's awakened a sleeping giant. The church has got to stand up and really see, are you tired of it? Are you really tired of it? And so what do I do? You know, it's not about anger against a person. It's not about trying to fight against people but knowing who we are in Christ, knowing what he has done for us, what he's doing in us, and what he's doing through us. So that's what we say, therefore. So then, then it says, it says that you're shot being, uh, your feet being shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith <clears throat> with which you will be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I'm telling you what, all the other pieces of armor have to do with defense and us being defended and being protected, but we fight, stand on, live by the word of God. Amen? Either we live by the word of God. I love what, <clears throat> what, um, what Alan West said, Colonel West said, he goes, this is my Bible, this is the Constitution. This one guides my life, this one guides how we live, how we live as in govern, how we live as a nation, how we live as a state, how we live as people. And so we live by the word of God. And that's what God's called us to do. So what do you do? Well, you let your light shine, like we talked about last week, so that people can see your good works and glorify God in heaven, because that's what he's called us to do. And we, and we take up the sword of spirit, 
which is the word of God. <clears throat> Here's what we're to do, something verse what we do, praying always with, uh, with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end. Watching, watching, not watching TV, not watching the news, not listening to the, the radio stations that have all the propaganda, all the stuff, but watching, watching to this end with all pers perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Paul said, I press on. Although there's obstacles in my way, I, I fight. I'm not fighting as one who beats against the air that's not trying to win, but I'm fighting because I know that I'm going to win a prize. Um, one of the scriptures, it, it, it talks about the fact in Hebrews 12 where it says, it says, therefore, since we have a great cloud of witnesses, and it says, run the race that is set before you, laying aside every weight that so easy, all of those snares that so easily besets us, all those things that would keep us as a church, as a, as a body of Christ, as an individual, as a disciple of Jesus Christ from moving forward. I was watching <clears throat> one of my favorite TV shows, uh, Bear Grylls. I mean, you know, that's a manly show, right? <clears throat> I can't give Vanessa to watch that one with me. But it's one of those deals where, where <clears throat> he's climbing the side of this mountain, he's trying to move up the mountain, and he, really, and he says, he looks up and he goes, guys, you have to understand that you only need to take with you what you need to take with you <clears throat> to be able to climb this mountain. He was saying that everything that is going to be a distraction, everything that's going to weigh me down, everything that's going to keep me from climbing up the side of this mountain, I need to get rid of because my point, the destination where I'm going is to the top. The Bible says that God has taken us from glory to glory, amen, from place to place. So when to do that, we got to get rid of all these other things that keep us from God's very best, amen? Running the race that is before us, running your race. You can't run my race. I can't run your race. You got to run your race that is before you. Winning that race. He's already won, <clears throat> but running the race. We lost a race because we were, we were complacent. Um, well, I wouldn't say that. It was stolen. But the truth is, is that God has a race that is before us, and it's time for us to run the race. Now, I'm not big on running. Y'all can see that. Ray Charles can see that I'm not big on running. I don't take a genius to look at that and be like, that boy don't run. <clears throat> I don't run. But I'm definitely not going to run from injustice. I'm definitely not going to run from and of a spirit of fear. I'm definitely not going to run from the enemy. I'm definitely not going to run from tyranny and all the things that are trying to take away the things that God has given us. It's time for us to take a stand. We're at war. Remember, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. And here's what it says. Praying always, perseverance, and supplication for all the saints. And for me, and, and I'm saying that because I'm asking you to pray for us as leadership, as we lead us through and what God, where God is taking us as the body of Christ. This is not going to be an easy time. I'm not going to tell you it's going to be a cakewalk. Now, I do run to cake. I do like cake, by the way. <laughs> it's not going to be a cakewalk, but God has called us to greatness. Amen. And so that's what, that's what God is saying. Pray for us, that others may be given, that I may open my mouth boldly and make known the mysteries of the gospel, which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may, be, may speak boldly. And the truth is, ladies and gentlemen, God has called us for such a time as this. You are living in, we are living in 
one of the best times. It is the best time for the church. Do you believe that? You were, listen, listen, I want you to look up here at me for a second. You were born for such a time as this. You were created for this time right now. It is, you, you're just like, why, why, what's the purpose? Why, why am I here? Why? And so, you know, that song they used to wear out on the radio, Michael W. Smith, wore it out. Looking for a reason, roaming through the night to find my... Yes, hey, you found it. I'm going to tell you right now, you found it. Your place in this world is to glorify God with your life, to love him with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. To do that, the second one is like unto it, love your neighbor as yourself. And this is what he said. And then I give you a new commandment, love others as I have loved you. So how are we going to fight this cancel culture? Give me a sword. Let me cut off somebody's ear. No. We're going to do it with love. We're going to go out with love. We're going to show the love of Jesus. We're going to show everybody else that this is how believers live. This is what living looks like. This is what worship feels like. This is what freedom feels like. We're talking about a world that's that's lost and, and hurting and in a dark place, but we are at a place where God has called us to arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Amen? <clears throat> because that's what he's called us to do. Now, <clears throat> before we take communion, I've asked our good friend, my good friend, very own Alan West to come up here and share a few lines, just a few where he's coming up here. He's, like, going to stand up right now. There he is right there. Give him a hand as he comes. Colonel West is coming. <clears throat> West, as you're walking up those steps, I, I take my time because I tripped over them one time. I do want to say thank you for being a part of our congregation oh, and being here. I appreciate you pleasure. being a part of us. <clears throat> what I asked you to do is just to share a couple of I do run, though. Uh, you, I know you run. I'm, one day you may get me to run with you if there's an ice cream truck. Like, I'll be right behind it if you. <laughs> or that, yeah, I will run. Yeah, absolutely. We are protected. Ladies and gentlemen, share a couple of lines about this, about us being able to stand up and... Well, you know, when I think about this whole thing about the, the council culture, and I remember growing up as a kid and I ran track. And sometimes we would say, man, that boy runs like Speedy Gonzalez. That wasn't being a racist. It was just admiring the fact that you had this cartoon character. Or, you know, sometimes we would poke fun at people that had body odor. Mm -hmm. We said, man, you like Pepe Le Pew. But now, all of a sudden, we are living in an age where some simple things such as that are now, all of a sudden, being demonized and castigated in a different way. And so I want to share with you a quick little scripture and then a couple of other things. In Romans, Romans 12 and 2, and it starts off in Romans chapter 1 saying, Therefore, mm -hmm. therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, mm -hmm. to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service yes. of worship. And Romans chapter 2 says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. I've seen council culture. In the two and a half years in Afghanistan, it was called the Taliban. We've seen cancel culture. It was called ISIS. 
And all of a sudden, it is showing up here. But we've got a choice to make. And in Joshua 24 and 15, Joshua said to the children of Israel, choose for yourselves today whom you shall serve, being that the gods of the Amorites or the gods from across the river, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's what you need to do if you're going to counsel the council culture. You need to make sure that you're talking about it in your homes, in your churches, in your communities. But pastor started talking about Texas, and there was something special about Texas. A couple of weeks ago, I stood before a place called the Alamo. It was the 185th remembrance of the fall of the Alamo. But I remember that in the Alamo, there was a 26-year-old that commanded those 183, a 26-year-old. That's how old William Barrett Travis was. And legend says that that 26-year-old, if you have never read his letter that was dated 24 February 1836, read that letter. Well, he says that I will not surrender. He says that I will not retreat. He talks about his own honor and the honor of his country. And he closed that letter with those incredible words, victory or death. But legend says that there was a time that Travis brought all of the men together in the Alamo. And he drew a sword. And he drew a line in the sand. And he said, if you stand with me and you stand for liberty and freedom, Come across this line and stand with me. And legend says that even though Jim Bowie was relegated to a bed because he was deathly ill, he had his men pick him up and bring him across that line. God right now is drawing his sword, this word of God, and he is drawing a line in the sand a line for each and every one of you that challenges you that says, which side of the line will you stand on? Down south, my mom taught me a very simple thing. A man must stand for something or else he'll fall for anything. And Thomas Jefferson once said, in matters of style, swim with the current. But in matters of substance, you stand like a rock. Make the stand. And therefore, cross that line and be on this side, the side that will stand for the future and legacy that so many people have sacrificed for us. Thank you for listening to the Sojourn Church podcast. For more messages or content similar to this, please visit our website. If you would like to support our ministry, please visit the first link in the show description or visit sojournchurch.org give.